Sorry for the delay. Uh, fucking technical difficulties. Skype is fucking uh, trash. Just like yeah. all of you fucking peasants. Uh, uh, Quick hour. On, huh? Fresh off of surgery. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Yeah, laying a smackdown on you ass clowns. Your bitch heard me spit, now she all up on my nuts like a pat down. They know I always carry mad pounds. You can't find them cause they're in the mail all wrapped in women's nightgowns. Exposing you rodents while pushing potent potions. My heritage, the diagnosis for my verbal explosions. Been chosen to leave you choking like dirt weed that you smoking. Dabbing Aladdin's in town is the reason for the commotion. But jealous people caught word. I don't care what you heard cause I'ma do me. I I ain't backing down, I don't get scared Bitch, you soft, I done paid the cost That's why I'm the boss Riding around the town a couple pounds Bitches love how I put it down I ain't stopping for the fucking Phone ringing, money coming in I be blowing up, always ringing up I'm the shit, you just a Get the grand, that's the master plan Fuck it, make it mills All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large Smoking on cigars, I will let you hit it But you looking like a Yeah that's the game plan Hit the club and make it rain, man Indian bitch in my lap doing the rain dance White bitch with a spray tan How much I gotta pay, man I'll beat that pussy up like it's sports entertainment I got money in the bank, bitch And I ain't waiting Give me the title now I'll take it without hesitation I shatter competition Bring them to their undertaking Then tombstone their bitch Into the motherfucking pavement It's hell in a cell So I stay away from cops Cops the merch from my website It was made in Sweatshops, enjoy the mixtape, even though you hope it flops. Ayo, Enzo, hit him with it when the beat drops. Yeah, y'all catch that? Dabbing Aladdin, shattering competition. I didn't think so. Riding around the town a couple pounds, bitches love how I put it down. I ain't stopping for a fucking. Coming in, I'll be blowing up, always reading up. I'm the shit you just up. Get the grand, that's the master plan. Fuck it, make it mills. All about my bills, you'll never catch me with a I'm in charge and I'm living large, smoking on cigars. I will let you hit it, but you looking like a How's your mother? Welcome to episode 154 of the Dab and Aladdin podcast. Uh, we're trying to start at 11 right when Raw ended. Some fucking technical difficulties. Uh, figured out it was Skype being a fucking piece of shit. So for the last half hour, I've been getting extra pissed. So you get an extra mad Dab and Aladdin today. But don't expect a fucking super good episode because... This is really just kind of a warm-up first first game back after fucking surgery. You know what I mean? Not really gonna gonna push it too far. Just had the fucking had the fucking wisdom teeth out finally. Uh, let, let me buzz in my fucking trusty co-host before I start my fucking yapping. Where's this fucking? Who are the intro? five best rappers of all time? 
Think about it. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Because I spit hot fire. Yo, boom crack. What's poppin', motherfucker? But, uh... Yeah, so, first fucking show after I got my wisdom teeth out. Feels kind of... Definitely feels kind of weird, like uh, the back of my mouth still. Fortunately, I, I only have the fucking upper wisdom teeth. Some most people I think have like all four. I only had the upper two. And the big thing yeah. I was worried about, obviously, is everyone says you can't smoke after you get your wisdom teeth out. But they say you get some shit called. Yeah, they say you get some shit called like dry sockets or whatever. They were at like. Everybody makes a big deal out of it. The place I went to was, like, so chill about it. Like, I went in for the consultation. I was thinking we're going to, like, set a date, and then I'll, like, have time to, you know, prepare for it, whatever. I go in for the consultation. The guy's like, how about tomorrow, 10 a.m.? I'm like, fuck. Like, really? Tomorrow? Like, I I was a little bit nervous, not going to lie. I fucking hate the dentist. I hate fucking surgery. I didn't know if they're going to put me out, what the fucking deal is. He's like, yeah, tomorrow, 10 a.m. I'm like, you're going to, like give me a needle, like put me out. He's like, nah, I like don't really do that anymore. I'm just going to like gas you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, uh, all right. He's like, are you nervous? I was like a little bit. He's like, you want me to give you some volume for it? I was like, sure. So he gave me a fucking volume prescription. He was like, eat this 45 minutes before. So I ate that in the morning. I was, I was feeling a little bit wobbly from that. Plus I didn't, I didn't sleep a lot the night before. So I was a little bit out of it from that. And I go in, and they just fucking put this gas mask on me like it's the fucking, like I'm in the fucking chamber in 1942, fucking Auschwitz and shit. And they put that on my face and just hit it up. And I got lightheaded as fuck, dude. Like, if I wasn't an experienced drug user, I feel like I might have been like, oh, I don't know, I feel weird. Can you lower it or take it off? Because I'm like... You know, I'm kind of a pro. I just kept breathing in extra heavy. I was like, oh, yeah, let me get all this. <laughs> and it was fucking, <laughs> it was all right. I was like, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Legion of Skanks, and it was it's never been funnier than when I'm fucked up on volume and laughing gas. <laughs> They're like pulling shit out of my mouth and I'm laughing at the podcast. And then later I went back to listen to the rest of the podcast and had no idea what the fuck happened in the first part where I was fucked up listening to it. But. And then, so they take them out. And then I'm like, they're like, you know, like releasing me or whatever. My girlfriend showed up to pick me up. And I was like, do I have to worry about dry sockets? And she was like, no, nah, that's only on the bottom. You had your top ones out, so you're good. They didn't even stitch me or anything. They just gave me a little bit of gauze and was like, change this every 20 minutes. They gave me a piece of paper that said, take Tylenol. And that was fucking that. I was smoking. I did dabs that day. Might have done a couple bong rips. And then I got back to smoking blunts the next day. Went to the fucking Freedom Rally. It was all right. Bit of a fucking... It was nice fucking change of pace from last year. Last year, I was there. We had the booth for fucking three days. Fucking hustling. I had to be in there at like... What, at like 8 or 9 a.m. every day? Fucking set up the booth. Get the car to the fucking parking garage. Go back. Fucking be at the booth all day. I couldn't really enjoy it. I was. We made a good amount of money. I got to hang out with all my fucking friends, family. It was a good time. But uh, this year, I just kind of roll. I was still kind of out of it from the surgery. I feel like I'm still not like 100%. Today's the first day I didn't take Tylenol. They give you the thing that says take a extra strength Tylenol with two ibuprofen at the same time. Apparently, that's like the same thing as a fucking painkiller. 
And uh, I've been doing that. But today I was like, no more pills. I've been eating a bunch of edibles too, sleeping for like 10 to 12 hours a night. So I figure that's got to help the fucking healing process. But uh, Just OD yeah. on edibles. Yeah, but that's pretty much the fucking deal with the uh, the wisdom teeth. They're out now. I still need more fucking. So I hadn't gone to the dentist in like five years. Last time I went, it was my fucking step aunt and some fucking Arab guy from my church named Aswad. And uh, I went there. They were supposed to make me a fucking mouth guard for boxing, and they didn't. I remember they said I had a couple cavities I needed to get filled and to schedule an appointment, but I never scheduled it because I was mad because they didn't make me my mouth guard, and that was the only reason I went to the fucking appointment. So I basically didn't go to the dentist for like five years. Then my mouth's hurting, so I decided to go again, and they're like, yeah, you need your wisdom teeth out, and you have some cavities. You need to schedule two appointments. I'm like, two appointments? How many cavities do I have? And she's like, uh, and she starts counting. I'm like, fuck, this is going to be bad. She's yeah. nine. I have nine fucking yeah. cavities I need to get filled on top. So, like, my, like my mouth is already kind of, like, not 100% because the wisdom teeth. Like, I already had a fucking, so I'm already trying to chew at the front of my mouth. Then next week, I got to go get cavities filled, which, to my understanding, are, she says <laughs> I do a good job brushing and flossing. The cavities are from drinking sugary drinks. Apparently, they're, like, in my front bottom teeth, like, in the very bottom, like, close to the gums. So I'm guessing it's going to hurt like a bitch to fucking fill. They're probably going to Novocaine me up down there and then fucking fill it all close to my gums. So the front of my mouth is going to be hurting. The back of my mouth is already hurting. I'm not going to be able to chew shit. I'm going to be fucking drinking smoothies for the next fucking month. That's only the first appointment, so I still have two more fucking dentist appointments. Hopefully the worst one's done, but I have a feeling that, like, the fucking cavities might be more painful than the fucking wisdom teeth. But whatever, I'm a warrior. I'm fucking sticking it out. Uh, went to the Freedom Rally. Before I talk about the Freedom Rally, though, I want to talk about Antonio Brown. I'm kind of excited to talk about this shit. Mm. So, last the last podcast we did, I think it was like I think it was like a week and a half ago. You know, I, we we were back good doing the one every week, but obviously I had to get the little fucking mouth surgery, whatever, whatever. Now we're we're good. We'll, we'll we'll get back to doing them at least once a week now. No no more empty promises. I'm like a fucking deadbeat dad with this podcast. Just keep fucking promising shit that never fucking happens. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, last <laughs> last week when the fucking show started, I just made a fantasy trade that I was talking about. I don't know if you remember. But I traded Antonio Brown for first yeah. round running back David Johnson. And uh now Antonio Brown is not playing in the NFL anymore. And I have another first round pick, David Johnson, and Brian is fucked because I traded him Antonio Brown and then he was like, Oh word, I'm good on receivers now. So then he traded my cousin uh Mike Evans for Tyreek Hill, who isn't playing for a few weeks. So Brian's just fucked now and has no more receivers and is is pretty fucking hilarious. He lost his first round pick for what he thought was going to be a stud in Antonio Brown. And now Antonio Brown isn't on a fucking team. I fucking tweeted out that losing Antonio Brown is like getting the Christmas gift that you wanted 
and then your parents return it because it raped someone. <laughs> it's pretty much exactly what happened. You see, I don't know, man. I love the Patriots, and I'm a Patriots diehard too, but I'm not, like, blind to shit like a lot of the Patriot diehards are. Like, you can't say anything about the Patriots around a lot of people from New England. Like, the second you sound something that sounds so like it, it might possibly be blasphemous towards Tom Brady or the Patriots, or the second you say something that isn't – that sounds like you disagree with the Patriots and you're going against Bill – like everybody from here, like not like not like the you know like women and children and like half-ass fans, but like the guys that like you know around our age or maybe a little older that are just die-hard fans for the fucking team, they'll just start acting like you just fucking you know, like you just fucking said the worst shit ever when you just said something minor. Like everybody's been going up. against me because all I said is that I would. I I look forward more to Patriots games if Antonio Brown was on the team. I don't know how that's a fucking bad statement. Aside from everything that this guy's done or not done off the field, the allegations, whatever, maybe he raped someone, maybe he didn't. Maybe he paid a girl to do a painting and then walk down with his dick out. Maybe he watched Titanic one too many times. Who, who knows? You know what I mean? What he did off the field is none of my business. All I know is that dollars to donuts – this guy is the number one receiver in the NFL. He's the most talented receiver in the NFL. He's not in the NFL anymore, obviously. But when he's playing, everything he did on the fucking Steelers, everything he did up until this year, and the one game he had with us would suggest that he's the best receiver in the NFL. Like, you know, there, there are guys that are, like, bigger and stronger like DeAndre Hopkins. But as far as talent goes, a guy, I think he's only, like, 5'10". That's my height. And he's fucking for speed and route running and just ability, like talent, everything in football IQ on the field and everything like that. There's not a better receiver in the NFL. If you disagree with me, call on the show right now, 515-605-9792. But we already have the best quarterback. Nobody from New England and from most other parts of the country that have half a brain would, nobody's going to dispute that, that we have the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. So, to say that having the greatest quarterback of all time with the greatest re- current receiver in the NFL is more entertaining than having the greatest quarterback of all time without the greatest receiver in the NFL. I don't see how that's a crazy statement. Everybody's telling me, nah, fuck that. He's not a Patriot. It's better without him. He's a rapist. We don't need him here. He's not doing the Patriot way. He did it to himself. Yeah. He, maybe he did do it to himself. I don't know. I haven't like, I haven't been too up to date. I mean, I've been kind of up to date, but I haven't like, I haven't been going out of my way to research this. I've just been kind of like getting the information that people tell me or that I hear like by accident. I haven't like done any like deep dive investigating on the Antonio Brown shit. But from what I find, there's some trainer bitch. She's not bad looking. And I think we, we, we might have touched on this a little bit last episode, but there's some trainer bitch. She's not bad looking. She says he raped her. That definitely seems like a giant scam where there are all these pictures of them in bed together. And they clearly had some type of relationship. She's like telling everyone she owns a gym and she doesn't. And she's just trying to get money from him and her mom's involved in it. And she had some deal and then she fucking 
didn't want it, some shit. She got married, was like waiting till after. I don't know what the deal is, but if you ask me, this bitch was just trying to get him for a couple million so she could try to open her own gym or whatever her fucking little plot was. But if you get raped, I think the first thing you do probably is call the cops. I don't think you fucking get raped and then try to get money. You know what I mean? I think most of the time when someone's trying to get money above legal action, they're just kind of just blood money. I don't, and she probably doesn't even deserve it. Like, I think they kind of probably just had some falling out. But aside from that, then the second big one is the thing with the fucking, he hired some lady to do a painting in his house and came down with a towel over his dick. And then I don't know what, and then I think the big final straw why the Patriots cut him is because he, he sent some text messages intimidating a witness. I don't know if it was a lady that did the painting. I saw the picture. It was kind of confusing. It was like a group text and he had pictures of her kids and he was like, she's poor. Look at her kids or some shit like that. I don't know what it was, but regardless, he should have known that the deal was you come to New England and you keep your mouth shut. Like I would think, I think I kind of assumed that he would be smart enough to do what Randy Moss did for the majority of the time he was here and just kind of, you know, be quiet, do things the Patriot way. Like, he was doing all the crazy shit on Instagram, the crazy shit, wherever, you know, just fucking mouthing off to everybody, posting crazy shit. I kind of assumed he'd come here, and his social media accounts would just go go dead, and he would just ball out and win a ring, and then maybe post some shit in the off season. But I assumed he would just kind of be quiet. Obviously, he couldn't do that. I don't know if there's too much pressure on him. He was like, fuck, this is my, like, finally finally, I'm playing on a good team. We're going to win a Super Bowl, and this bitch is trying to ruin it. He's probably all angry, just, like, doing whatever he can. But he should have just shut up and played football. Regardless of that, if he should be here, I'm not going to debate the morality of it or his innocence or not innocence. All I'm saying is that I feel like I got a Christmas gift, and then it got taken away. Because when they told us he's on the Patriots and they, everyone's tweeting the pictures of him in a Patriots jersey and it's all breaking news, Antonio Brown's in the Patriots, everybody was just saying 19-0. We're like, this is fucking crazy. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. There's that picture. One of my friends said it as his pro, as his, like the banner on Facebook is it from the game in Miami. It's just a picture of the bench with Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. Philip Dorsett, Tom Brady. It was like, Jesus fucking Christ. It was so amazing, dude. And now, like, I'm not saying that I don't have faith in the Patriots and that we're not going to win the Super Bowl now and that this, but you, like, I think the odds definitely go down a little bit without Antonio Brown. They have to, right? You can't, like, the odds are definitely a little bit more stacked with him here. The whole... The whole point was now we had four people to throw to again. With Grock not being with us, we had Antonio Brown. So get, you exactly. know what I mean. You can't double up on like three. To, you can't double up on three receivers. Yeah, and then with with that, you have insane speed with Antonio Brown and Philip Dorsett. People forget how fast Philip Dorsett yeah. is. So you got the insane speed there. Obviously, they're going to be like double teaming Antonio Brown or whatever to shut down Antonio Brown. And then that means you're going to have Josh Gordon wide open. And with Josh Gordon, you got the strength. With Antonio Brown, you got the speed. Philip Dorsett, you got the speed. Got, Julian Edelman still. Yeah, you got, you got his insane chemistry with Tom Brady. Down. Yeah, dude, I called he was going to get hurt. I called he was going to get hurt that game. Dude, I was watching it, and we were going to him like every play, and he was taking hard hits and going down weird. I was like, he's going to get hurt. And then sure enough, he gets hurt. I'm sure he's he's gonna be fine. It didn't seem like it was a major injury, but, but those catches, man, those catches he was making like pretty much like a foot off the ground. 
Like, he was just yeah. grabbing the ball. Fucking, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, when we signed A.B., yeah, like, I was saying, even if, even if, like, there's been a lot of cases where the Patriots will get a stud receiver and then never throw to him because that's just not how the scheme here works. And I was saying, even if we get, even if we got Antonio Brown for the season and never threw to him, it's just a $9 million decoy that's going to literally open up everybody else on the team because they're going to be so worried about him. That's going to get Gordon open. That's going to get Edelman open. That's going to get everybody open. And now that's not here. Now that's going to be like, there's a lot less to worry about when you're playing us. There's no really like clear number one receiver fucking threat. That's going to give them a headache. You know what I mean? I would say, I would say our biggest down, our biggest like upset right now is the fact that three of our linemen got injured. Yeah, dude. That's you know what crazy. I mean? All the offensive line. Yeah, dude. I was just saying dude, to someone last week. It's crazy how how much of how much of a part of football injuries is. Like compared to other sports, like in every sport there's injuries, but like football is literally like I don't know what the chances percentage are that you're gonna get injured in an NFL season, but it seems like every nobody leaves an NFL season without some sort of injury. Like it's fucking crazy how much of a the game that is. Like you're pretty much guaranteed gonna get fucking injured, and you just gotta hope it's, it's not a fucking too. ACL tear or that you don't end up like fucking Ryan Shazier, like basically fucking crippled, walking like a retard for the rest of your life. It is crazy too, considering that hockey fucking they actually they actually just beat the shit out of each other with blades on their fucking feet. They have less yeah, injuries than football. Yeah, dude, because football they got on all the fucking heavy pads, all the things, and it's like it's crazy because there's so many people on the field at once. The offensive and defensive yeah, line is like hand to hand combat every play, and people just completely forget about that and don't even watch the lines. Because if you're not a if you're not a football fan and you just turn on football, you don't you don't even really know what's going on with the line. You're just looking at Tom Brady and where the ball's going. You know what I mean? You're not looking at the fucking battles on the line. Nobody when knows you think any about of the it. Linemen. When you think about the line, it's literally a one. It's like a ton of men, literally. It's like a thousand pounds of offense versus a thousand pounds of defense, just on the line. Yeah. Just those five yeah. guys. So it's more, and all the force that they're exerting in in between. Do you imagine getting squished in the middle of that? Yeah, dude. It's like, like it's a lot that. of fucking men. Yeah, and that's where like the fucking battle is, man. That's like where the fucking war actually is. Without those guys, Tom Brady gets hit every fucking play and quits in a year like that's Andrew what's Luck. I mean, I'm not saying Tom Brady would fucking would quit like that, but you know what I mean? He'd be like, that's that's where the big investment is. You need a fucking offensive line. Yeah, yeah and that Patriots whole, just had those injuries. So fuck. Yeah, but the whole Antonio Brown thing just kind of bums me out because it was really – it was like a fucking shiny new toy. Also, it's hilarious that Tom Brady invited him to live in his house, and when you think about it, like, that means Antonio uh, – Tom Brady invited a rapist to live in his house. No, no, nobody's talking about that now. Nobody's talking about Tom Brady invited a rapist to live in his house. You know, it's kind of like that sketchy uncle that you invite over and he gives you a present for Christmas just to find out it's like stolen. Like, you know what I mean? It's like they just handed the Patriots like a handgun and told it's fine, but it turned out to be a murder weapon. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like, I kind of assume that this guy was smarter than everyone was giving him credit for because when the news came out that we wanted him at the end of last season and the Steelers were like, no, we're not trading him to a rival. I was like, oh, so this guy wanted to come here 
and then they wouldn't let him come here. So he was like, I'm just going to do whatever I can to end up there. So he just caused a bunch of fucking trouble in uh, with the Raiders, had the thing wrong with his feet, had the thing wrong with the helmet, starts talking shit to the coach, yep. calling him a cracker, saying he's going to kill him, whatever he did. I was like, this is all just a ploy so he can get here. Then he got here, and I was like, all right, word. Now he'll just shut the fuck up, and we'll win another Super Bowl, and then we'll get him again next year because we added that little option to his deal. I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking amazing. Two more rings for Brady, easy. And then uh, – yep. He fucking does this shit. It just kind of fucking bums me out, man. Everybody's like, fuck him. We don't need him. But I think you're just being kind of a... You're being kind of a fucking Patriots homer. Like, you know, I don't think you're really admitting it. You're being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. If you tell me that you're still as excited to watch the Patriots every week. Now, I was a little bit less excited to watch them this week. I was a little bit less excited to see the Patriots go up against the fucking Jets with no fucking quarterback because their quarterback got mono. And, uh, yeah, I was like, you obviously knew we're going to fucking win the game. But if Antonio Brown was there, even the coverage of the game, the whole game you would have been seeing them throw up shit about how we were playing against Le'Veon Bell on the Jets and how last year Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown were both on the Steelers now one's here, the other's on the Jets, blah, blah. That would have been a whole storyline the announcer were talking about. It would, it just fucking, it's just real nice seeing them out there. It's just fucking exciting, man. It's like, like when you're selecting teams yep. in Madden, when you're selecting teams in Madden, you select a team with players that you want to, you want to use. You know what I mean? That you're excited about. When the Patriots get a new player, I'm excited to play as them in Madden. Like, dude, last week I went and played as the Patriots in Madden with fucking Antonio Brown. I was like, this is crazy. I have Tom Brady and I'm throwing to Antonio Brown. I didn't even go like cheat and fucking switch their teams and the rosters or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, dude, this is fucking sick. It must, have, it must have been ridiculous and Madden too at that point when they when Patriots oh, had dude. all four of them. Yeah, dude, not even fucking fair, man. And now it's just a fucking shame. I I I don't know if this guy is going to go to the XFL or if Vince McMahon doesn't want to sign a rapist either. Apparently, there's other NFL teams interested, but they want to hear more about the investigation first. And he says he's not played in the NFL anymore. Who the fuck knows what's going on? He definitely seems like he's a little bit off his rocker. But the whole thing just kind of bums me out, man. I would be a lot more excited. It's Robert Kraft. It's all conspiracy. Mm -hmm. Robert Kraft paid the chick to say it. Yeah, dude. (laughs) I mean, Robert Kraft, you know. Then I, I, uh, I guess he also did he tweet him? Let me see this. Antonio, let me see this guy's Twitter. Antonio Brown Twitter. I was just thinking on Sunday, like this guy must be having the shittiest Sunday. Like he just has to like. Last week, (laughs) he 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 like was on the fucking Patriots. Like uh, like dude, if you fucking go to his Instagram, right? It's uh, <laughs> it's like a picture of the fucking ball that he caught the touchdown with from Tom Brady, and it's like one one fucking lucky one lucky fan is gonna get this in the comments. It's like, damn, bro, you might want to keep that now. You know what I mean? You're not gonna be getting a fucking another. Dude, one. he's what selling that. What are you talking about? He's, se- he's selling that for lawyer fees. He better, man. What did he say? Going from he living said... in Tom Brady's house to living in a fucking apartment. His Twitter went from fucking Patriots retweets, LFG, God's plan. Now he's fucking, now he's posting fucking Nipsey Hussle pictures. His career is fucking deader than Nipsey Hussle. Uh, oh. 
That was fucking low hanging fruit. That wasn't even a good joke, pretty, but this is pretty, that's pretty hysterical. It goes from Patriots though to Nipsey <laughs> to Nipsey Hustle. His career is fucking deader than Nipsey Hustle. The marathon continues, dog. I, I don't I don't think Nipsey Hustle would be very proud of you, dog. But he said, thanks for the opportunity. Appreciate it, Patriots. Then he said, we'll not be playing in the NFL anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the NFL PA will hold them accountable. And accountable. Sad, they can just avoid guarantees any time. Going on $40 million in two months. We'll see if they pay up. I mean, dude, you fucking... Well, maybe, supposedly... You're going yeah, around raping bitches, dude. Like, yeah, you're going around... Ra- messaging the kids. Yeah, dude. Now, dude, all we need is a Josh Gordon relapse because he's had the fucking troubles with, like, I think it was just fucking weed, but he's had all these troubles and shit. Now, dude, watch, dude. I'm, I don't I don't want to be the fucking downer calling the downfall of the Patriots season, but watch. We lost Antonio Brown. Give it a week or two. Josh Gordon's going to get busted fucking smoking weed and blowing coke on a bye week. Yeah. And then, uh, then we're going to be down to fucking Tom Brady and the little Jew. Julian Edelman, and it's going to be our running back game. Our running back game is strong, dude. Fucking James White and Sony Michelle are both fucking beasts. But yeah, that's enough. NFL is going to run a drug test, a random drug test on every player, and just kick out half the players. <laughs> I think some should happen. Like some guy on some team. I think it was, I don't know if it was on the Falcons. I don't know. I saw some article, but some guy like ran wicked faster in some NFL game, and they drug tested him right after. And he said some shit like, man, I, I don't even drink protein shakes. <laughs> I don't know exactly who it was. I think it was one of those fucking dumb, dumb articles that pop up on Snapchat. Dude, it's like not popping up for me. I think I must have muted it. I think it's from like Esquire or one of those dumb things. But you know how on Snapchat you get like the advertisements and shit like in just random stories and articles under when you're yeah. looking at people's fucking things? Yeah, like I always go through and like, hit like don't show this anymore and blah 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 so I, I might not get the same ones as others but two different of my friends dude are both randomly getting a bunch of Chris Benoit articles on there and every time they get it they send it to me immediately and they both send it to me at the same time dude one of them's in Chicago and one of them's in California uh... and, they, and they both send it to me twice at the same time the first one was just a random article like like the uh, the weird gruesome death of Chris Benoit, and then the next one now is an article about how Chris Benoit's son wants to wrestle for AEW, which is pretty fucking hilarious. Oh my AEW. god, AEW, it's fucking garbage, dude. The fucking tranny tweeted some shit. She got madder, dude. See, I'm calling it a she, even though it has a dick. You can't even get mad at me, dude. I'm being I'm being fucking nice here, but anyway, somebody posted some picture that said, well, she's a guy, so... And then she commented and said, oh, you want attention, hon? What's wrong? Mommy not hug you enough? Did daddy mouth touch you in the no-no place? So she's (laughs) making jokes about kids getting molested by their fathers, getting oral sex from their fathers. But that's what happened to it. Yeah, dude, exactly. That's exactly what was going through my head. This thing's out here making jokes about a fucked up sexual experience during childhood. How do you explain wanting to chop your dick off? Like, you think this dude had a weird sexual encounter because he's posting fucking, he's posting a meme about how you're a dude and you're pretending to be a woman? 
That seems a lot funnier to me. Dude, also, I missed the opportunity on his Snapchat. It was so funny that even my girlfriend got mad at me for missing the opportunity on the Snapchat. I went, we went to the movies the other day, and they had an advertisement for AEW in the theater. And I pulled out my phone and just got the little 10-second Snapchat of me booing. And then as soon as the Snapchat was over, it shows the tranny, and it says, I'm not your average cookie-cutter woman. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! <laughs> that's that's actually on their commercial. I'm not your average cookie cutter woman. Like no shit, you're not a woman at all. They're just asking for the trolling at that point. I feel like that's definitely kind of part of what they're doing. They know that it's going to get people talking and it's going to get backlash, and then they go and fucking ban me and everything. But. Yeah, whatever. They all seem kind of bitter, dude. I think Kenny Omega has been, like, talking all this shit, going on, like, rants. They all seem to be, like, I think they're all worried that they already lost the war. Like, their shit hasn't even aired yet, and I think they're already kind of worried. Because I feel like the interest already is kind of going down. Like, from a year ago, when I went to All In, the excitement between the product then, and back then it wasn't even a, a... promotion it was just these guys that were fucking independent wrestlers that were trying to make their own thing i feel like the hype between it back then to the hype behind it now i feel like it's significantly gone down because everybody's had the opportunity to see their wrestlers after you see them you're like all right i've seen it like that's cool but there's so much i feel like there's so much more emotional investment in everybody with everybody in WWE because they've been watching it for so long. I don't know how these guys are going to beat it. You know what I mean? Like I'm way more interested in whatever's going to be going on in WWE. I don't know what these dudes could possibly do that are going to like draw everybody in over WWE. Granted, they are going head to head on Wednesdays with NXT, but dude, that's so much wrestling. There's going to be wrestling on Monday. There's going to be wrestling on Wednesday. There's going to be wrestling on Friday. Dude, I, I can't watch wrestling like three days a week and spread out like that, dude. How are you gonna like? That's literally the whole week. You mo- Monday yeah, night they're giving they're giving you three hours, like, another two hours, right, two hours on Wednesday, and three like two even more right on now, fucking. Like investing, investing five hours after you know what I mean. Investing five hours into wrestling even after working. Like let's let's just say a normal person working forty hours a week, like working nine to five Monday and then rest, watching wrestling from fucking eight to eleven at night. Then you go to work. Then you have to do it on Wednesday and again on Friday. Like that's a big investment when you should when you could be doing other shit. Yeah, after dude. Just working dude. all week. Yeah, you're telling me you're not going to go out on Friday nights, people. I've like I've said it before. I think that I think what they're trying to do with SmackDown on Fridays because of how they're trying to make it a more athletic, fast-paced product. I think it's going to. They're trying to make it be something that they can put on in bars that people can just look at with maybe subtitles on or no volume while they're drinking at a bar talking, just look up and see like ricochet doing a crazy flip and shit like that and have shit like, like how they were testing out those matches, how uh, Ernesto was saying how they had that match. They tried in the UK with three rounds, like a UFC type match. They're going to be wanting to do shit like that, that people can watch out in bars, shit like that, that you don't need to hear. I think, they, you know, have on at a party, something like that, because that's what's going on on Friday nights. Like when they're like, I, 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 do they have college football on Friday nights? Or, I mean, they, they have like well, basketball. I I mean, I'm pretty sure baseball, basketball, maybe hockey. 
But you know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. Like, do you really yeah. think, though, bars will turn on SmackDown over regular sporting events when there's a bunch of college or adult, young adults in there? The crowds could be pretty, the crowd the crowds could be lit on Friday nights at SmackDown, dude. Because you would have to imagine that a Friday night show, everybody's getting drunk, right? Like well, yeah, on a Raw, on a Monday, on a SmackDown, on a Tuesday, it's a lot of people taking the kids. They gotta fucking go to work the next day. They might not get hammered. I feel like if you're going to a show on a Friday night, SmackDown, I feel like everybody's drinking. I feel like the crowds there. If yeah. it's a fast-paced show. I feel like everybody's drinking. It's well, going to be mean. fucking rowdy. Because there's yeah. two ways they can market it. They can either go for the kids because it's a Friday night, the kids can stay up late and watch, or they're going to go for the adults. And hopefully the crowd will be nice and rowdy in the match. I want a fucking ECW like, vibe. I want an ECW yeah, exactly. vibe at SmackDown. Yeah, dude. It's either going to be an ECW vibe. vibe or it's going to be a PG vibe. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be one or the other kids that are home on Friday nights because I do like, I, I like haven't watched TV on weekends like that in a while. I mean, I, I, I always have shows I watch on Sundays and stuff, but I remember when I was younger and we'd be like, you know, just chilling home on Friday nights. Like when I was like, you know, like early teens, like 12, 13, shit like that. And we'd be watching like adult swim and even like comedy central shows like Chappelle show and shit like that. I remember the programming on Friday nights was always kind of dull. There was never any good shows on Friday nights. It was always kind of more kid-oriented stuff because they knew that's what's home on Fridays. And then on Saturday nights, there would be good stuff. And we always had to go to church on Sundays. So, like, we couldn't – They'd always. my parents would try to not let us stay up, like, too late. But that's when all the good shit would be on. Like, all the funny uh, Adult Swim shows on Cartoon Network would be on on Saturday nights. And then on Sunday nights would be the really good stuff. Because then it's back to, like, you know, the regular fucking nightly programming yeah. and not the fucking, you know, yeah, kid going home. I always used to watch TV Friday night. Saturday night on Adult Swim was always that – after midnight, it was always, like, the Japanese shit, the uh, Samurai Jack and stuff like that when I was a kid. So it was like, fuck that. I never got for into me, that. For me, it was – see, you're, you're a few <laughs> years younger than me. For me, it was, like, but, uh, uh, Friday, Robot Friday Chicken. Night, Robot Chicken, Aqua Teen, Hunger Force, yep. like yep. those th- those type of shows were on. I think yeah, those were on Friday Saturday nights, if, if if I remember. Oh, uh, for me, for me, Friday sucked back when I was a kid. But but yeah, dude, it's gonna Plus be real interesting. Like we like we've been talking for months about how this shit is gonna go down when the fucking war start, and it's literally right here. Smack. I mean. NXT debuted on Wednesdays last week, and then soon, really soon, a fucking week or two, they're going to have fucking AEW on Wednesdays. So the Wednesday night wars are like, have already halfway started with NXT. And then fucking, before you know it, SmackDown's going to be on Fox. They were just saying tonight, they were talking about, they were, they were calling it the season, season finale next week like they yeah, had a fatal five-way match finale. like the season finale coming up the or no the no they called it this season premieres next season, week yeah yeah the season, season premiere that's what they were calling it, yeah, not so the season this finale week, so this week's boring ass fucking raw is the season finale yeah dude did anybody not see raw tonight ending with braun Strowman getting attacked it was so clear it was still awesome i did watch that. but like that was awesome like when raw started it was when Ross started, it was Seth Rollins, and then Braun Strowman came out talking shit and was like, yeah, like, 
if if I was you, I would just look my opponent in the eye and fuck him up, like blah 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 blah. And Seth was like, "Yeah, all right." And you you knew when Braun's out there talking shit about Bray like that, that the fiends would uh, fucking get him. Did you hear uh, Seth fuck up? And he's like, "When I did a Hell in a Cell, I mean, Night of Champion, everybody in the yeah, crowd yeah, was like, yeah. oh, yeah." He stumbled a couple times during that promo. And then when they said Hulk Hogan next week, everybody booed. And then they said Hulk Hogan's going to be here next week, and everybody booed. And then they said Ric Flair, and everybody cheered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. So funny, dude. Give Hulk Hogan a fucking break. Give Hulk a break. Come on, dude. He dropped the N-bomb. Who hasn't? He says he's fine. If Booker T forgave him, then why the fuck is everybody else upset? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude, he called Booker cares, T man? the N-word. So it's like, if if the guy doesn't care, then why do you care? I don't think he Not called you. Booker T the N-word. Booker T called him the N-word. He's never called Booker T the oh, N-word. That's right. So. He called, he said something about, uh, I, I don't know what he said. I, but no, it, was like fucking, a, it was like a hidden Wasn't it during a sex tape? Wasn't it during a sex tape? Wasn't he banging his friend's I, wife I, I, and then yelling the N word on a I sex tape? It was, like, it was either that or somebody like re- like did it like on hidden recording, like record him without his him daughter, being aware or is that just a meme? I don't even know. I, I would not surprise me if he did fuck his daughter. <laughs> no, he didn't fuck his daughter. I don't know if a black dude did, and that's what it was about. Oh, or if that's just did. a meme. I'm pretty I sure black no dude idea. did fuck his daughter. We got I mean, a caller, son, though. His son almost killed somebody, so. Hey, yow. How you doing? How's your mother? Oh, you happy birthday, me. motherfucker. Appreciate ya. Oh, shit. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's after midnight, so it is. Okay. Happy it's birthday, birthday to midnight, you. Appreciate ya. I, I love know. how you gave my girl your, your, your basic white girl cookies. That was fantastic. Oh yeah, dude, I had to. <laughs> yeah, she Not said yeah, she, they were bomb. She she fucking loved them. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, she she uh was awesome, man. It was nice to to finally meet her. It was dope. You yeah, were fucking cool crushing it out there, dude. I haven't talked about Hempfest yet. I said I said I was gonna get into I, it I, in a bit. But yeah, I, dude. I took a thousand her. pictures. That's crazy. Jesus. Dude, Ernesto was fucking crushed, and he was there all day. I rolled in late. Like, I had just gotten the fucking teeth yanked the day before. I ate a bunch of edibles. I slept until, like, 2 o'clock. So I woke up, and everybody had already been in there, like, all fucking day. And then I drove in around, like, 4 or 5. I was trying to go in the parking garage. That was my plan. It was full. So I had to find parking and then walk over from the parking. At that point, it was, like, sunset. And I just kind of walked around, said what up to, like, five different people and then fucking dipped went and got like ramen and shit like that but nah dude Ernesto was crazy he was chilling with fucking dab and granny Chris crazy at the fucking boom extracts booth they were out there fucking getting it man it was fucking dope can't forget, I was, Bo- I was, can't forget Bobby Dabs either who can't forget Bobby Dabs either who who's Bobby Dabs Big, is, fat, is he related to, to Bobby Nugs Oh, Harry Maybe, Dabs. Harry, Harry Dabs. Dabs that, yeah, his real name yeah, is Bobby. Yeah. Oh, true, true. Yeah, dude. Dude, I was bummed I didn't get to see him, man. That dude's helped me out so much with, like, marketing and Instagram. He always gives me people to hit up. He's fucking posting so much shit. I was trying to see him, but, like, I was hitting him up trying to figure out where he was, and then by the time he got back to me, I was, like, already getting out of there. I was, like, fuck. I felt bad. Yeah, I was, he, um, he's a cool dude. 
Yeah, dude, I'm sure I'll meet him one day. He, he, dude, he, he's, like, helped me out so much. I hit him up once, like, randomly out of the blue to hit, send him dab swords. And then he literally, like, told me, like, he's given me, like, five – he, like – he gave me five people like right off the bat to send him to like big people. He was like, have you given any to custom grow? I was like, Oh shit. You know him? He's like, yeah. So I gave someone to him. He gave me all like some girls to give him to everybody. He's a fucking man, but yeah, dude, nah, it was fucking dope. Uh, I definitely would have liked to hang out and talk to people more. Like I, it was like real quick when, when you introduced me to Chris crazy and dab and granny, I, I would have liked to ask her how she's the they one. Were, they, they, were, they were, they were, they were definitely, um, Way too many tabs of acid deep to have any type of detailed conversation. Oh hell yeah, that that's what's up. Was wrecked, wrecked. Yeah, dude, dude, I was fucking high because I didn't really smoke the day before, and then there I I I hadn't even smoked good weed in a while, and then I had dank weed, and I just rolled up there smoking face blunts and eating edibles, and I was fucked up. I was walking around like my girlfriend was giving me shits. I was so high. I was just zoning out, but I was having a good time. It was time. good to meet your it, girlfriend it, for the first time. She looks like an Asian assassin guy. Ah, yeah, dude. She uh, is a fucking assassin, dude. She's going to fucking kill me one day, man. She's fucking... She, she's uh, she's pretty funny, man. But, yeah, we we uh had a fucking good time there. I was, like, joking because last weekend we went to that Asian fucking festival. I was like, last week we, we went to one of your people's festivals, and now we're going to go to mine. Be around a bunch of fucking stoners. That's was fun though. Yeah, dude. Awesome. But uh, I bet dude, they have the same. I bet they have the same eyes from last weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, actually, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's just like it's so funny how the how the freedom rally has changed for me. Like when I was younger, like in high school and shit, we used to go and just like get a kick out of how you could smoke weed in public and no one really did anything. The cops would be, like, walking around, like, busting some people, and then, like, it was just kind of crazy, and then when I got, like, older, I would, like, know more people there and go, like, see people, and then last year, I was, like, working it, and now I go, and it's just funny, like, it's funny to me because I've done so much shit on, like, Instagram, just, like, for market, like, my whole Instagram, I got all the followers just from, like, promoting my brand and shit, and now, because they fucking deactivate so many people and shadow ban people and just fucking take down people's accounts. Like I'm pretty sure Harry Dabbs lost his main account. Now he just has his backup. Like Chris Crazy had lost He just got his back. Chris Crazy just got his back. Yeah, he lost his for like a fucking year, dude. Like all this shit is crazy. So like it makes me like not even want to post. So I fucking like archived over like 800 posts, like all the videos of people doing dabs, like all that shit. I'm going to post that on the backup dab sword. And I'm just like trying to post shit. Like I have videos of me smoking blunts. I feel like that's fine. Cause you can't tell it's weed. It could just be a cigar. You know who the fuck knows. I'm not posting any pictures or videos of weed or dabs on there because I don't want to fucking lose the account. But it's like, I'm trying to think of other shit to post like creative fucking videos or funny shit I could post, but like, People that still just go on as normal, like, I give them fucking credit for not being scared. I've, like, lost my account so many times that I'm like, dude, I don't want to risk it and then not be able to get it back because it's, like, it's fucking, like, having an account with that many followers is, like, worth something because I can, like, post Mm -hmm. the fucking links to shit on the story and everything. Like, I don't want to fucking lose that shit. So, I've been, my Instagram game has slowed up, but the funny thing about about Hempfest and other festivals like that is that you get to see videos 
in pictures of influencers that like they didn't post. You know what I mean? You got to see what these motherfuckers actually look like. You got to see what all these Instagram whores actually look like. (laughs) But I feel like it is just the whole Instagram festival now. I don't know if that's just because that's the angle that I look at it from because I do a lot of business on Instagram or whatever. But it definitely seems like everybody goes there now just to post an Instagram picture. It's a very like Instagram driven event, I feel like, which it's not a bad thing. It's just funny that it's an instagram driven event and then instagram is just fucking deactivating everyone's weed accounts like what the fuck yeah it, it really is a lot of in, like uh instagram influencers which is a whole other subculture of like humanity is just failed but that's another topic oh, dude, for another so day so bad so bad dude like there are a lot of cool like seeing people drop their panties like... for this old woman was hilarious yeah dude it's so funny. Dude, there's nothing sadder to me. I mean, Dab and Granny's awesome. She's the fucking one verified weed person on Instagram, which I'd like to know how that happened because I see fucking shitty actors and comedians and TV writers that ha- and, like, fucking news anchors from, like, random channels in, like, Idaho that have, like, 300 followers and they're, they're fucking verified. I know weed people that have hundreds of thousands and they won't fucking verify them. You can't tell me that more people search for some fucking shitty news anchor from fucking some random bumfuck state than search for these top influencers on Instagram. So I don't, it's just not fair who they fucking, who they'll verify and who they fucking won't verify. But, like, um... Yeah, I was going to say there's nothing sadder to me than some of these people that like that, that try to be influencers, like people that are doing it like doing it well and actually like maybe making money or like, you know, getting some business from it that have a lot of followers and are successful. Like that's cool. You can't hate on you can't hate on the grind. They're probably not the most interesting person. They probably don't have the most interesting personality like but I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but I'm you know what I mean? They might just cuz they fucking take pretty pictures doesn't mean they're the coolest person but anyway uh there's nothing sadder to me than somebody trying to be an influencer and failing like especially when it's like a middle-aged woman like a fucking Mm -hmm. mom in her like late 30s like 40s that's trying to be an influencer and you can just see like the age and beatenness in their face and they're like trying to take videos and like tag all these different brands and like talk. It's so sad, dude. Like they hit me up and try to get me to send them stuff. And I'm just like, I feel bad for you, man. Sometimes I unfollow them. I'm like, you should be like, they should be fucking raising their kids, not dressing like a whore and fucking trying to fucking do dabs on Instagram. Like it's kind of embarrassing, man. If you're going to bring that up at a PTA meeting or something, you know what I'm saying? You got to fucking watch out. It's just like, I don't know. It's just it's just sad to me when I see these people on Instagram and even some of the guys too. That it's like you know you're not you're not fucking. I don't know. I mean, I think part of it is probably they they think it's easier than it is. It's kind of like going to an open mic, I guess. But you're just looking at people trying. To, it's like an open mic for content, looking at shitty people. Because that's honestly what made me. That's honestly what made me start rapping is that I go to open mics and everyone would be so bad that I was like, Hey, I can fucking do this. And then I did it. I mean, I think I'm fucking awesome. I always thought I was awesome, but, uh, I never won any like competitions or anything, but yeah, I'm, I'm th- definitely going to make more music soon too. I fucking miss doing it. It's just, I feel like it's not 
I feel like it's a dying market, like the fucking rap industry. Like, I feel like podcast is like a booming market. Like, if you're just looking at industries and where you're more likely to make money, I feel like there's a lot bigger chance to make money doing a podcast than there is doing music. Just like statistically speaking, I'm not saying like don't make music or giving shit to people who make music. I'm just saying statistically speaking, I feel like podcasts is like a rising market. You know what I mean? The stock in podcasts, I think, is going up and the stock in music, yeah. I think, is already already pretty much all the way down. More people are listening to podcasts more and more. Like Before, when they first started, no one really gave a shit about them. The quality of music is going down, too. I don't know if I'm just an old person, but there hasn't been any any new good music in a long time. It's all fucking garbage. I always hear, dude, there's this fucking hilarious comedian, Tim Dillon, and he does this, he's, he's always ranting, doing this whole bit about how it's all baby talk nowadays, which is so true. It's what it all it is. It's all fucking baby talk and noises and fucking moans and just weird fucking shit there's no like actual fucking good music anymore it's just like marketing shit but yeah that's fucking that my fucking birthday's coming up november 3rd ernesto's birthday today my birthday's coming up a few weeks the fucking i'm more excited for the night before my birthday than i am my birthday my birthday's november 3rd but then november 2nd you got the fucking ufc fight you got fucking Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz. The motherfucker championship. Is, is the fucking Rock going to hand out the belt? That's going to be fucking sick. He actually is, yes. That's amazing. And then you also got the biggest boxing match in a while. You got Kovalev versus Canelo Alvarez. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is a cheating steroid horse meat-eating Mexican who cheated and technically should have lost to Triple G twice. And then you got Kovalev, who is a fucking Russian who killed a man in the ring once, Rey Mysterio style. But he lost twice to Andre Ward. And Andre Ward really beat him up in the body in those fights and pretty much killed his fucking spirit. Some of the blows were probably low. But Andre Ward... Andre Ward did that fight with one fucking arm, bro. He beat the dog shit out that dude with one fucking arm. He's a beast, man. It's kind of lame that he's retired, honestly. But it's like a fucking CM Punk type situation. But anyway, well, he said if the right fight was out there for the right amount of money, he he would come out. But it would have to be the right fight. He should come back and fight Canelo. That would be he fucking was talking crazy. about it on Rogan. Yeah, yeah, I fucking listened to that whole episode. It was good. But anyway, he won that fight with body work. Uh. I mean, um, yeah, like Andre Ward won the fight against Kovalev with body work and uh, fucking, um, oh shit, fucking Dylan just left. That's weird. But yeah, um, Canelo Alvarez, when he beat, the fight that really comes to mind for me with him and body work is when he beat, um, what's the fucking, the Mexican legend's son, like uh, Chavez or whatever, when he fought his son, He's a real tall, lanky guy. That was the fight Canelo didn't even sit down between rounds. Uh, Dylan's back. That was the fight Canelo didn't even sit down between rounds. He was like, this guy's a fucking bum. I'm just going to stand up between rounds. And he fucked this dude up with body work. He would do like, he would do like, with like, with the same hand, he'd give him like a left to the front of his body, 
then he'd like move his hand to cover and then he'd hit him with the left to like the back of his body. He was just fucking lighting him up with the body work to a guy that was naturally bigger than him. I mean, like not bigger, like weight wise, but he was taller than him in this fight. Canelo's going up two weight classes to fight him. So it's obviously a bigger guy. Body work is going to be huge here. You would have to think that Kovalev is smart enough to know that he's going to get his body lit the fuck up by this Mexican and he should probably, you know, work on protecting it. But, uh, I think it's going to be an easy win for Canelo. I don't, I mean, I would fucking love Kovalev to beat him. I was a big Kovalev fan, man. I was rooting for him against Andre Ward. When he lost, I was fucking pissed. I remember like the week after he lost to Andre Ward the first time I went shopping at Wegmans and there was a car next to mine with a pair of like uh, Kovalev gloves on the fucking, on the mirror, like a pair of gloves with the Russian flag that said Kovalev. And I, I have a pair of Triple G gloves on my truck. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Kovalev lost. I hope Triple G never loses. And then not long after, <laughs> he fucking loses to Canelo. And now Canelo's probably going to beat Kovalev. So comes full circle. I can't wait till somebody fucking beats Canelo. I fucking hate him. He's so good, man. And he just keeps getting better and better. But I'm never going to like him just because he fucking should have fought Triple G earlier and waited until Triple G was an old man. And now Triple G's never going to beat him. And at one point, there was a point in time when Triple G would have knocked Canelo out. And Canelo just waited and did steroids and ate fucking horse meat and just chilled and waited and waited until Triple G was like 40. And now he's going to fucking beat him. I don't know how old Triple G It probably, I think Triple G, whatever age it says he is, he's probably like 10 years older because he's actually from Kazakhstan. Very nice. Triple G. Where they lie about their ages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it says he's 37 years old. He's probably like 60. Number one boxer in all of Kazakhstan. Very nice. He says, he's like, I have all the belts. Canelo, you never get this. Never get this. And then one day, Canelo do steroids and he get this. La, 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 la. <coughs> I kind of want to see, like, Canelo fight Floyd again. Just so Floyd can make him look like an idiot. Oh, he would probably beat Floyd now. Maybe because Floyd's older. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, dude. That's a tough one. But, I mean, that would be real interesting. That that would be one where it's like I really wonder if Floyd can <laughs> dance around him at this point and make him look silly or if Canelo is just going to fucking beat him up Mexican style and Floyd is going to have – he if he'd be if, – it's going to be – it would be if he has enough skill to, like, drag Floyd into a dogfight, which nobody has ever done. No, because Floyd doesn't let people hit him. Yeah, he would get rocked at least once in that fight. I'm not saying he'd get knocked out, but there would be one point where, like, Sugar Shane style, he gets hit once. You know what I mean? There'd be one point in that fight. There'd be a point in that fight where fucking Floyd takes a hit. Maybe gets a cut. I'm not sure. But, yeah, man. So here's the question for you. Do you think... Do you think Ruiz is going to beat Joshua again? you think Joshua takes his title back? I think Joshua takes his title back. You you, you think that was that was his Buster Douglas fight? Yeah, dude. I, I think, like, I Where would he, love... he was just like, this fat Mexican ain't beating me up. Fuck this. Yeah, so, something happened, dude. Like, I, like, Joshua got knocked out in training and then had a panic attack before the fight. Some shit happened. But if it was in New York again, if I was, if I was Ruiz... I would 
I would have said, I would have said, listen up, cocksuckers. I'm the A side, and that fight is not happening unless it's in the same exact arena as last time. Everything is the fucking same exact thing. But now they're doing it in fucking Saudi Arabia, dude. You know, yeah, who knows they're building, the fuck's a, they're happen, building an arena just for that fight. Yeah, dude, that's something something sketchy is going to go down, dude. There's too much money behind Anthony Joshua where all those fucking Brits are not going to let him lose again, dude. They're going to fucking, they're going to do what fucking that margarita guy did and put fucking, fucking some shit in his gloves or do something, dude. They're not letting him lose to this Mexican again, dude. They're going to fucking deport his mom right before the fight or something. Yeah, they're gonna. They're That's gonna fine. The only fight I want to see, only dude, fight I want to fuck... see, is, is Joshua or Wilder. Just so I can see Deontay Wilder take his soul. I want to see Ruiz fight all these top people too, dude. I want to see all the big heavyweights mixed up and watch, dude. I, I, I'll tell you right now, if Ruiz were to fight Deontay Wilder, he would die. What about what about um, um, Tyson say, Fury? Die. Fury, Fury, he might last. He wouldn't win, but he might last. He fights Wilder. Joshua's the only one he can beat. Do you think he's going to beat Joshua? I think he will. Because I think Anthony Joshua is going to go into that fight again, underestimating him, and Ruiz is just going to have all the confidence in the world to drop him. I fucking hope so, man. I fucking hope so, dude. I would love that so much. I just like. In my opinion, Anthony Joshua is boxing's equivalent of Fedor Emelianenko. Great record, average fighter. Yeah, it's like. I just look at it as like. There's so much money behind him, dude. They got to protect him, like some point. Like he, I I know he lost the last one, but I just think that it was kind of like kind of had to be like a fluke, man. I feel like I feel like like uh, nah, Anthony nah. Ruiz, Anthony Ruiz. I feel like he's living it up now, being a celebrity, fucking eating Snickers, going on Rogan, going on all these different shows. Nobody's ever fucking given this guy the light of day. He had one big so fight. He's fine. Buying his family Rolls Royces. What up? So you think that he's gonna basically get you know Rocky Three himself get caught up in the flash, the glitz and glory, and get knocked yeah, out? Yeah, dude. The fucking Ronda Rousey treatment. Yeah, dude. I, I think you that's know, what's gonna happen. I feel bad when people try to like talk shit about that woman. Like she did a lot, but I find that that, that happens with every fighter who has a record like that. Like. You know, look at Anderson Silva. He went on this tear, and then the minute he lost to Weidman twice, everyone thought he was washed up. Yeah, dude, it's like like they're fucking Asuka. As soon as you take away that undefeated, nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) Well, that's pretty much it. It's like nobody gives – it's not even like they don't give a fuck. They're just like, okay, you're trash now because you lost. Like, what? Yeah, dude. No? it like loses the mystique, dude. But the way I look at it, right, is like Anthony Joshua is like the Undertaker, dude. He's like, I've watched him have so many big entrances. <laughs> have you watched? Like, I've watched like mm-hmm. pretty much all of his recent fights. Like, anytime there's an Anthony Joshua fight, I watch it live at like one in the afternoon, and they fucking bring him out with all the fireworks, like these huge entrances. There's so much money behind him and all of England. Well, like, yeah, his, because they they try to like do the pride thing, and it doesn't work for them. Yeah. I just think there's, like, there's too much. Like, he has his own gym, I think, all this fucking shit, dude. Like, there's no way that I I think he loses again. I hope he does, man. I'm definitely rooting for Ruiz. But if I was putting money on someone, it would probably be on Joshua. But, well, yeah. I mean, I just found out that Rhode Island allows sports betting, bro. So, 
That ain't nothing but oh, a hop, skip, yeah. and a jump. That's fucking solid, dude. I would, I would definitely do that. But yeah, dude, I'm fucking excited for those two fights the night before my birthday. The fucking Canelo and the fucking Nate Diaz fight. Those are both gonna be fucking the, solid. The, the Diaz Castaval fight is going to be probably one of the most entertaining mixed martial arts fights of, you'll ever see, or one of the most disappointing. That's I think it's, it's gonna, gonna go be. What I was saying at the gym the other day to my trainer, I think it's going to be the gaudy ward of, of MMA. Just like, you know, a fucking war. Mm. Probably go to decision, but both guys are covered in blood at the end. Mm. Okay, I don't see it going to a decision. Really? Mm-hmm. You think it ends on the ground or standing? I, okay, so I have there's two scenarios in my head that I, I see. If it ends on the feet, Mastival wins viciously. If it ends on the ground, Nate wins off his back. Like Nate would be on his back and like still have yeah. him in a hold. He would be he would be on his back and he would tap him out, be it an arm bar, uh, guillotine choke, a triangle, something. He puts he will finish that fight. If it's on the ground, he finishes it on his back. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, you know a lot more about UFC than me. I, I'm a I'm a diehard boxing fan. Uh, I only uh, really okay, watch so the big fights on UFC. Nate Diaz actually has a like I believe it's the record for most admission wins off his back. Hmm. Wow, that's pretty crazy. That's why, he, like a lot of the times where he's like, you know, I want to fight Khabib. I want to fight Khabib. People don't want him to fight Khabib. You know why? Because they don't want that nigga to have the title. Because he's that nigga he, that'll say, put me on the ground. Please, I dare you. Really? Because if you, you notice, the one, type of, the, the one type of fighter Khabib Nurmagomedov has not had to fight is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Like a legit one. Yeah. Nate Diaz, like his lineage, is a, he, he's a Gracie black belt, bro. Like, you don't get more jiu-jitsu than that. He's yeah. long. He's lanky. He don't give a fuck. He's like, nigga, I'll sit here and I'll jab you all day because you can't get in on me. And then you want to take me to the ground. The minute you take me to the ground in the motion, I'm going to position myself to tap you out. Mm. He, he has it, it. That's to me. Everyone's like, oh, it's this fight. It's that fight. No, I need to see Khabib in either a really high caliber wrestler that can match his grappling or legit a Nate Diaz style fighter. That that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Dude, like uh, everyone's saying, Tony Ferguson can do it because technically he yeah. can. But I still think Nate Diaz has better jujitsu than Tony Ferguson. True, dude. This this is random, kind of off topic. But has uh, has Rusev always had a move called the Dagestani Dagger or some shit like that? Not that I'm aware of that I can he think did of. It. I didn't, I, I didn't watch Raw, so I have no idea. He, he, did, he did some move tonight, and they called it the Dagestani Dagger or some shit like that. I was like, they definitely just did that because it could be. I mean, it's possible, but I, I, I again, I haven't watched Raw. I saw, like, the oh, first true, 10 true. minutes, and then I saw, like, the last, like, 30 seconds of The Fiend putting the yeah. animal claw on Brock Strowman. That's all I saw. It was kind of a shitty episode tonight. I'm hoping that some shit happens tomorrow so that I have shit to talk about on Champ Smoke's face blunts. But I, I definitely need to get more. Dude, people like AEW fans and random marks are still 
like discovering the shit I did at, at Starcast in Vegas and like getting Jesus. mad at it. Like every day I'll get a notification on Twitter and I'll like I'll like go look at it and it's somebody like reacting to the shit that happened when I was in Vegas. And then I've been posting like I posted three clips last week of me trashing AEW. And like those are all getting comments and people talking shit. I'm like, this shit definitely it's so funny that after everything that happened, I was kind of worried that my reach wasn't as good as it was because so many people have me blocked. Like I'm blocked from like most of the wrestling community on Twitter. So I feel like it's going to be hard for my shit to go viral and for people to get mad because everybody just has me blocked, but there's still people coming out of the woodwork, getting mad, discovering me. So I'm just going to keep fucking doing it. I need more clips of me bashing AEW, more of all that shit. That's clearly what the people want and are eating it up. So I'm just going to keep fucking doing that. But uh, yeah, we said I mean, it's, it's only going to be. It's, it's not that hard. It's, Dude, they're it's really, really giving it to out a there. point where, and and honestly, I'm not even so mad at the promotion itself as I am its fan base. That's the yeah, best dude. way to put it. Yeah. Um, I, I, from a business perspective, you you have to look at you, right now, you Joe, the business mm-hmm. side of Joe. Yeah. From a business perspective. You're going to appeal to what your fan base wants and what they display. Mm-hmm. It's just it's 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 business practice. It's like if you had enough people that were like, "Hey, what would be really cool is if you made a butter knife dab sword." Like if you had hundred people say that, you'd be like, "You know what? Let me look into it." Yeah. Then you see what it is and you'd make it. So if you have all these people like, "Oh, I need this included, that included, fine, whatever. I might not like it, but uh, your money's still green, bitch." Let's get it. Yeah, exactly. Especially when your main competition is such a known conservative entity. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, AEW fans might be the most toxic fan base I've ever encountered. They're oh, it's almost so on bad, like They're like Bill's Mafia, like Eagles fan bad. Yeah, dude. They are everybody that like when everybody talks about how toxic the cancel culture like AEW fan base is the cancel culture like they they're the yeah. literal embodiment of it that is all they do they want like it it honestly kind of makes me sad dude because i loved it when i could search banned from AEW and it was just all shit about me but they they want so many things banned that if you search banned from AEW now my shit is like Two pages back because they they want so many things banned. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they just fucking hate everything, dude. It, it's fucking but, ridiculous. But that's, that's, that's the problem. They they went with focus groups full of like really nerdy like emo kids who have like self harm scars under their shirts. Dude, they're gonna like, kill AEW, man. You can't get excited about something that wants to cancel you. You know what I mean? Speak it's coming from me. I would know. You can't. I was so excited about it. You can't get excited about something that wants to cancel everyone. Like if they're, if all the headlines that they make are them. I, I like, think I would be more excited about it if their fan base wasn't so obnoxious. Yeah. Like you have people that really think that within like they're gonna put WWE out of business and like, I'm over here like bro, it's a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Yeah. Like you have to look at it like, like don't like, even like, look like, like t- take take your emotions out of it. How much you fucking want to blow Kenny Omega or whatever you fucking marks have in your mind. Take your emotions out of it and just look at it as if uh, 
you know, some guy, you know, started a pharmacy in your town and was like, I'm going to put CVS out of business. You know what I mean? It's like that. They just fucking started. It's a new store. It's like somebody like opens up a grocery store. They may have a good investor. They may have, you know, some nice products, but you're not going to put Whole Foods out of business. Especially when. Okay, so there's seven days in a week. Yeah. We're going to say we're going to use a gun analogy. Imagine that each day of the week is a barrel and a revolver. Out of that revolver, if you were to play Russian roulette, AEW only has one one bullet, right? Yeah. They have one shot. They have one shot Mm -hmm. every week to hit their fucking target. By the time this whole thing is, like, up and moving, the WWE is going to have programming on damn near every day of the week except for, like, Saturday. Yeah. On broadcast television except for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and dude, maybe fucking, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, because they're gonna have that little show on. And they're gonna have pay per views on, on Sunday. Thursday. And they're they're well, gonna have pay per views on, on Sunday, Sunday sometimes. <laughs> it, well, exactly, and they'll have some on Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, the takeovers. Like, they, yeah. they 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 have way too many like shots in their clip to get somebody's attention. Yeah, and like, they also have, have this like mindset that it's good. Like just because you have talent cool yeah it's and not like world I think, now. Like, I think a big part of uh like like dude you would know this as a as a father a big part i think of wwe's fan base is you grow up watching it as a kid and then when you get to be an adult and then you take your kids and you're like oh i remember when i was a kid stone cold and then you take your kids and they're excited about kofi and then you're excited when stone cold comes out you know what i mean shit like that there's no Nobody grew up an AEW fan. Nobody's like, I want to take my kids to AEW like my dad took me. You know what I mean? It's a whole new brand. People brand, brand, uh, what's it called? Brand loyalty is a thing, man. The people only smoke Marlboros. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Pepsi and Coke. mentioned brand recognition. Yeah, 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 exactly, dude. It's like that whole fucking thing. Like, then, yeah, dude, I just think, WWE, I think, has already won if there is a fucking, like, if there is a war. The the shit Kenny Omega said was kind of funny how, like, they're, they're like, the actual talent, and then they're going against developmental in in uh, NXT. But NXT isn't even developmental at this point. Like, those are guys, like, NXT is literally guys that wrestled with Kenny Omega. So I don't really know if he could be talking shit. I wouldn't, like, he's calling Adam Cole developmental. They literally wrestled together. You know what I mean? Like, they're on the same fucking level. Yeah, it was pretty. And I mean, I, I, he, I will say he's not wrong about some of them. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some that fall in that developmental category, which is fine. However, so it is like 85% of their roster. Yeah, dude. Is is it going to be an hour on TV, an hour on the network every week? Or is it going to be no, two hours on... No, it's just this week and next week because the show that's on after it, Suits or whatever, has to finish their season. Oh, and then it's going to be so, two hours live two on TV? Hours. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. That makes sense. What and, was your honestly, initial reaction? 
to Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so initially I thought it was very well done. You can tell that they put a lot of thought and passion and energy and especially that Velveteen Roderick Strong match. That shit was fucking that was fantastic. It, it was very well done. Everything about it. Uh the second hour was a little choppy, but that's fine. Because they were making the transition from two different sources, like a live TV to, all right, we're not live on television, we're just on the network, we just kind of goof off. Because if you notice, that seemed a lot more unbalanced. It seemed unorganized. Yeah. Like, you didn't know you didn't know Leo Rush was in that match until that match fucking came on. <coughs> yeah. Like, there was no mention of it on the live broadcast. It was just like, a, oh, Surprise, this is what you get for jumping in to see it on the network. You get to see this. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that match was fucking flame. Um, the tag match? But, no, the one with Leo Rush and Oni, uh, Oni Lorcan. Oh, yeah, that yeah, match yeah. Fucking, that match was Yeah, was, that was good. Like, dope, dope. Um, so, I, I think when they're ready to go two hours, they'll be okay. Um, I think they have a much better talent pool to be honest with you um like don't get me wrong the young bucks are dope they're cool uh kenny is cool but if you were to tell like have me name three people that are their best performers it'd be pentagon phoenix and i'll say kenny reluctantly yeah no he is he is good but like uh he's He's, you know, he's not someone you're you can only, like. You're only, as, you're only as good as your dance partner, though. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's like that's like what I've been saying is after we see Coat, like, you ha- you have the top guys, the Young Bucks, the fucking Lucha Bros, and you, you got fucking Kenny, Cody, and fucking Dean Ambrose. After all those guys fight, and fucking uh, Chris Jericho, after all those guys fight each other and have their matches, like, what do you have? left what other top guys are there like you know what i mean you're gonna build up hangman have them fight him i, I don't i don't think he's very good yeah he's not dude they um, they they, um, they love him is, dude he, he's good they he's think not, he's their ace he's in the hole good. they think like that's their company they think he is the future okay so like i this is gonna sound really biased but my neighbor is a much better worker than than adam cole that's fat not Adam Cole, Adam Page, sorry. And that's facts. Yeah. Both, I believe it. Like 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 what I watching them both in the ring, it blows my mind that this dude is it, like the comparison between the two is mind blowing. The way they look they look he, at him the way they look tight. at him. They have a boner for him the way Vince has a boner for big guys. You know what I mean? They see him, he's Broke jacked, green. he has he has blonde hair. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, this guy's a fucking superstar. But he's like, yeah, yeah they, not they, really. He's not even good in the ring, though. He's he's yeah. mediocre. He's like a more athletic Bradshaw. Yeah. That 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 is the best description. The total knockoff of Bradshaw's first gimmick when he had the cowbell and all that other nonsense. Yeah. Like straight knockoff. Yeah. He's not um, that good. He has me blocked on Twitter. He's a bitch. And then their other performers are are relatively unknown or obnoxious. Like, 
that Orange Cassidy dude, I'm sorry. I don't see the hype. I don't get it. It's insulting. It's stupid, dude. Like, yeah. Like, like that is like the biggest pre-cum baby shit I've ever seen. Like, yeah, dude, I've watched it, it, five, five or six videos of this cat, and all he's doing is the same thing. He yeah, has his dude, hands in his pockets. Yeah, dude, like how we were saying that their their fan base is the embodiment of like cancel culture. It's all like the fucking nerds on Reddit and all the nerds online like find nerds. something that, that they all they all find something that they think is like really cool and ironically funny. And then they all get behind it in their little forums and they're like, this is awesome. And that may be cool to them. If you're that deep of a nerd that you know all that from online, but if you're someone that's just watching wrestling, you're going to think it's fucking stupid. And that's what the majority of AEW is. It's very fucking stupid. It, it, It might be the most, like I would rather watch the gobbledygooker than homeboy with his hands in his pocket. Yeah, they're garbage, dude. AEW. Uh, I, I mean, I, honestly, the, I, I take it back. There's four people on their roster that I think are, are the best talent would be with Phoenix, Pentagon, and then LAX. Yeah. Those I four can't are, wait. are the best performers that they have. I can't wait until they fail and they're all begging Vince McMahon for jobs. I cannot wait until fucking AEW is in the shitter and they're all on NXT fighting for TV time. It's going to be amazing. So so here's the fucked up part. I don't think it's going to fail. Why is that? I think they're going to fail. Okay, so I think a lot of this, the whole war, air quotes, it's just marketing. Um, I kind of buy, I'm starting to buy into that Vince Russo theory more and more as I see it. it, it it's a work. They're they're helping each other. Yeah, it, they definitely they, are. They they want it to be they they want quote unquote competition. They want another yeah. option, another place for people to go that can succeed because, you know, a lot of their top performers right now came from Impact. Yeah, Back. I just think, I just think at the end of the day, like. They're really trying to build themselves up to be looked at on the same level as w- as WWE, and I think that when all the cards fall into place and when everything's all said and done, they're just going to end up being like as well known to the general. Like I think they're going to end up being slightly more well known to the general public than like Impact and Ring of Honor, like slightly above it. They're going to be a okay, little bit so- more above that, but still below WWE. They're not going to be. Like, everybody isn't going to know NXT, dude. Like, Kenny Omega is not going to be a household name, dude. Only nerds are going to know about Kenny Omega still. Oh, okay, so here's here's the flip side to that. Um, if TNT truly is behind it as, as a product, they'll incorporate a lot of their ad time into it and incorporate them into other things like the NBA. I'm almost positive like yeah. AEW is going to be geared towards the hood, bro. I promise you that. You think so? Because they're going to run ad- they'll, they'll run ads for you know the NBA and that again, yeah. people will watch anything with a commercial. You, you show like a clip uh, of that fucking ladder spot during the ladder match they had and fucking Yeah. Of course yeah. somebody's going to be like, "Oh, oh, we can see what is that?" 
We, I we don't remember think... a company that used to do that. We remember ECW. What, what is this about? Yeah. Since I don't think they're going to no be. More. They will not be as well known as WCW or ECW. I, um, I, I think, think so. They'll they get to a WCW level. And nah. the only reason I say that is because if they're even remotely successful and Ted Turner sees dollar signs in them, he'll invest the money. Look what he did for WCW, and that was just to prove a point. Yeah. So if he actually has a viable product that people are into and he sees it, they'd be like, all right, well, round two, bitch, let's, let's throw some money at this and see what happens. Yeah. We'll see, man. It, it's it, going to be interesting, dude. It's all happening so fucking soon. It seemed like October it was going to be forever. because of their fan base, to be honest with you. Yeah. Their fan base fucking sucks, dude. It's so true, man. Never seen like yeah, there's you know. no cool people. There's no cool people that are AEW fans. They all fucking suck. They're all hipster fags who just want to fucking be mad about shit. It's so fucking annoying, dude. Like they like I don't know. I thought like the Young Bucks used to be like kind of cool. I thought now they just seem like so fucking gay to me. Like they used to seem like you know they like to have fun. Now it seems like nobody there likes to have fun. Everybody there seems bitter and upset, and all the fans you know why that seem is? bitter and upset. It, it's yeah, nice to have fun. To it, well, it's not even that. It, it's a matter of it's easy to to be fun, easy going with somebody else's money. Yeah, they, they, you know when they were in New Japan doing their Bullet Club thing, that wasn't that. A, that's what took them off. That's what put them on the map. To make them what they are today, um, but they were yeah. doing that with somebody else's bread, and they were getting paid to do it. It's a yeah, whole now they're being, they're, being, they're being too careful now. Being too careful. Now. They, 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 they're being careful, but it's not even careful. They're being careful and pandering. Yeah, exactly. They're, dude. They're, they're, they're That's pandering exactly to, what it is, dude. It's so to, fucking to, corny, to, dude. To, to that liberal mindset. Yeah, dude, like, and it, dude, it does something to the brand, dude, because when you think of, like, the WCW, the ECW, the Attitude Era wrestlers, you think of a group of tough guys, like, you used to hear all the hazing stories that they did to each other in the locker room, you think of a tough group, guys that like to blow coke and drink and fuck shit up and are tough guys that you look up to, when you think of AEW, you think of a bunch of people that vanity search for themselves on Twitter and then block people and get offended and cry and just do things to support gays and trannies so that they fucking liberals like them and all this fucking stupid shit, banning well, cancel I culture. On you real quick, name me like five tough guys that you think of in real life that work for WWE, I'll wait. That still work like for them five, or like, like did? Like, yes. That, no, like right now, current roster, gave me five quote-unquote tough guys. I mean, the whole thing's changed. There probably isn't really five tough guys in the company now. It's more like actors, but I don't think they're like, I don't think they're pussies, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like I think of them being as put Because like, I think the people in WWE are too big to give a shit. Like AEW wrestlers need to realize like, yo, I'm going to be on TV every week. I shouldn't give a shit about haters online, but they all still fucking do. You know what I mean? Like the only one in WWE that actually blocked me is Ricochet because I was like posting a lot of stuff about him fingering his own asshole. And it was, I was doing it like everywhere 
and it was probably very bad for his brand. But, you know, I'm, I guess I'm doing the same thing to the AEW, but I just don't think people in WWE would, like, would give a shit about me the way people in AEW get triggered so easily, and it just makes them look so fucking weak. Like, dude, I've done so much shit I think making fun of Roman right Reigns. Yeah, That's Roman true. Reigns isn't going to block me point. online, dude. Roman Reigns isn't going to block me no matter how many times I tell him he has he fucking faked cancer. It's never going to happen. They're going to fucking yeah. ban me. WWE's not going to ban me from events. I don't even think they banned the guy that grabbed Sasha Banks' ass last week. Some guy fucking just grabbed yeah. Sasha Banks' ass. He can still go. They don't give a shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm so in. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. You're not fucking stewing. She's full of shit. But yeah. Yeah, dude. But anyway, I said it would be an hour long show. That's an hour and a half. One more thing I want to talk about. I named the episode Zyklon BTK because Zyklon B is what they used to kill Jews in the Holocaust. And I got gassed when I got my wisdom teeth out. So I just been making a bunch of Holocaust jokes, obviously. And then BTK for the BTK killer because I watched that show Mine Hunters. Where they like talk? It's like a made. It's like a fake show, like dramatized, but they use real serial killers in it, like Charles Manson and shit like that. And they interview them in the show, and it's like pretty accurate, like with like the, the their actual cases. And when they talk to them, they actually use real quotes that they got from interview. It's based on real like detectives and shit that interviewed serial killers. And the main guy, they it's scheduled for five seasons. They did two so far. And through them, like, they randomly show clips of the BTK killer doing shit. And I'm guessing they're going to catch him in, like, a later season. But uh, the BTK killer was this guy whose name was Dennis. Big big surprise, a fucked up serial killer named Dennis. Who would have thought, you know? But anyway, this guy lived in Kansas. And he was a serial killer who fucking basically, for the most part, choked out women. And, like, he would bind them, like, tie them up with rope. He was in the Cub Scouts. He was a Cub Scout leader, so that makes sense how he'd know how to tie all the knots. And he, like, he would hang the bitches on pipes and then jerk off to them while they choked out and died. Imagine the last thing you see before you die is some fucking weird guy jerking off to you. That's the last thing you see. And, dude, so he killed, he only killed, like, ten 10 people. That's the thing is like, this kind of rookie numbers for a serial killer. Like they talked to other serial killers in the show, killed like 20 people, like pie numbers of people. This dude only killed like 10 people. So it's not really that impressive, but he killed a bunch of them in the eighties, couple in the nineties. And then he just stopped and there was no word from him. People thought it would be done. And then in the two thousands, like 2004, 2005, he got bored and they were saying how he was probably dead and his ego got to him and he started uh, writing letters to cops again, talking shit. And then he got sloppy and he trusted the cops enough to ask them, Hey, if I send you a floppy disk, will you be able to trace it to me? And they were like, no, we can't. Obviously they're going to say that. And then he sent them a floppy disk. They fucking found the metadata on it that said it was, it was edited at the fucking Christ Lutheran church by a guy named Dennis and bada boom, they went to the church's registry on the website and they found him. And that was the end of him. They fucking arrested him. And, uh, it's pretty interesting, but the funny part of the story for me is that the whole time I watched this, I just think of high school because when they caught him, it was in 2004, 2005, which is when I was in high school. So it was all over the news, BTK killer, BTK killer. And I didn't really know any details about him. I thought it was blind torture kill. I thought he ripped people's eyes out. I didn't know it was blind. 
but the whole moral of the story is that there was a really hot teacher at my school, this really sexy blonde bitch named Miss Noyles. And, like, I think she grew up in the town, so some people had, like, known her and shit. I think she went to the school. But then she was a sped teacher. Sped teachers were always the hottest. Sped teachers and Spanish teachers were always the fucking sexy teachers. I always had sexy Spanish teachers and sped teachers, man. They would fucking miss Duffy sophomore year with the giant tits in Spanish class. Uh, first year, I forget her name, some white blonde lady. I forget her name. She was, like, she wasn't really, like, wicked hot but she was like pretty attractive for a teacher and then junior year uh, her name was like mix something she was really hot my spanish teacher junior year but anyway there was this sped teacher named uh named miss noyles and i think it was it was noyles with a k like k-n-o-y-l-e-s and she was really sexy blonde with huge tits and everybody called like i was friends with a lot of kids that were juniors when i was a freshman so these are the ones that were doing this, but uh, they secretly referred to her as BTK for Big Titty Noyles. So she was wow. she's the BTK that I know. So whenever I hear BTK on this show, I just think of Big Titty Noyles. I was trying to find her on Facebook to see what those titties are looking like nowadays. But Jesus Christ, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> but. I was looking at the five minutes. I'm going to sleep. Good night, gentlemen. <laughs> good night, bro. Happy birthday, man. Hope good you night. had a good one. Uh, that Appreciate was the episode. Zyklon BTK. Uh, Champ Smokes Face Blunts on Wednesday. Tune in. I'm back. Thank you guys for being here. That's that. Everybody go fuck yourselves. Later.